I don't want to be a martyr. Nor I. I want to live. That is good. For believing what you do, we confer upon you a rare gift these days. A martyr's death. The cross commands you. The blood of the martyrs commands you. I wrote them down in my diary so that I wouldn't have to remember. Since everybody had so much fun the last time, we decided we're going to take over and do this again. And just so you know, I am still fidgeting with audio levels and figuring everything out. So this is officially the second thing ever recorded in this system. So if it sounds terrible, I apologize. We're still getting all the bugs out in real time and working it out as we go. So I would love to tell you we got it all worked out and it's going to be perfect, but... I can't do that, so let's see. Excuse me. What should we talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about some dead guys. (laughs) Kind of have to if you're going to talk about martyrs, don't you? I mean, it's kind of required that the guys you're going to talk about be, you know, dead if they're going to be martyrs. So, unfortunately, that's just how that goes. We are going to fast forward, though, in history. Not very far, though. Let's see. The best way to title this is... uh, Nero's Greatest Hits. (laughs) And I'm only, you know, mostly kidding here. Um, One of the the difficulties in history is trying to figure out where the focus should be and and on what the focus should be. And church history is maybe even messier than regular history because we... It was a niche for so long. I mean, you're talking about the first 3 centuries of the of the early church is is a niche portion of the Roman Empire. So the history that we have is is vague sometimes and the other problem is even after that because of recording and you know, it's not like there's video cameras and MP3 files that stuff gets handed down. So we end up in areas where it's like, yeah, you know, sometimes things are a little bit difficult to make sense of and figure out. So when we say Nero's greatest hits, we are borrowing from the history as it is presented to us. We are dealing in the history as we have it, and we are going to have to trust some of what we've been handed down, that it was good and right, and if you don't want to do that, well then, why are you listening to me talk? So, what do we mean when we say Nero's greatest hits? Well, first of all, what's a Nero? I mean, I know you know, but let's be safe and sorry, right? Roman Emperor, um, fifth, I'm sorry, fifth, um, seventh decade of the first century, so you're talking about the 60s AD, we're just going to round him off to right there. Let's just summarize Nero like this. An all-around, like, just straight-up evil dude. Just a straight-up evil dude. And, and why, why would I say such a thing? I mean, aren't we supposed to love and cherish and protect everybody? Yeah, but not Nero. <laughs> now, I got no love lost for Nero. Why? Well, Nero came up with some things. I mean, seriously, he, you got to be pretty messed up to come up with some of this stuff. So he had some favorite tortures that he would engage in. So if you ever wondered what the early church was facing during the time of the apostles, during the time when Paul was traveling around, if the culture decided it didn't like you anymore and wanted to go after you, there's some stuff that they could do that was, yeah, and that's a technical term, by the way, yeah. 
So, like, one of his favorites was he would take the people he wanted executed and he would sew them into animal skins. So, think of it like a fleshy, gooey coat. Then he would take you sewn into this animal skin, so you would now smell like, you know, a, a deer or a whatever. And then he would stick you in with a pack of hungry dogs. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong there? You can figure that one out. The other one was he would take clothing, like shirts and tunics and things, and coat them in wax, like in multiple layers. And then dress you in the wax-coated shirt. Stick you in a cage in his garden and light it. And basically use you as a candle for his garden parties. Isn't he sweet? Now, what was his hit list? And We're not going to go into all of these, but... Nero managed to get Paul and Peter killed. According to some historical testimony, he wiped out several of the 70 disciples that were sent out in Luke 10. Erastus of Corinth, who is the treasurer of the city listed in Romans 16, he's on Nero's list. Joseph Barsabbas Justus, and I'm not making that up, dude's got too many names, is one of the deacon replacements for Judas put forward in Acts 1. He lands on Nero's list. Aristarchus, who is a traveling companion of Paul from Acts 19, he winds up on this list. And Trophimus, who is also a traveling companion of Paul from Acts 21, lands on Nero's list. So in other words, Nero got a lot. He was he was getting to a lot of people and trying to get, you know, pretty much, you know, everybody that he could get his hands on. So again, all in all, just not a nice, pleasant individual. So who are we going to talk about? Because I just read off a whole bunch of guys. Well, we're going to talk about Ananias. And you'd be like, didn't he die with Sapphira? Yeah, no, not that Ananias, the other Ananias. The one listed in Acts chapter 9. You're going, wait a minute, there's an Ananias in Acts chapter 9? Yes, read the book of Acts. It will do you very, very good. There was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias! It's always a good way to get somebody's attention. And he said, Here I am, Lord. The Lord said, Get up, go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias. That would be him. Come in and lay his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. Ananias is the guy, and this is confirmed by Paul in Paul's own testimony in Acts 22. Ananias is the guy who was sent to Paul after Paul got knocked off his horse and blinded. I don't know if he's knocked off the horse or not, but I, I like that part of it, so I'm just going to leave it in there. And while he was on the way to basically get early Christians executed, Ananias is the guy sent to him to explain Christianity and be Paul's introduction into faithful Christian living. So what happened? Well, there was a governor named Licinius who became well-known for wanting to eradicate Christianity. <laughs> that's that's got to be a fun way to climb the political ladder there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, Licinius has Ananias arrested. You're going, well, that would be a good way to start eradicating Christianity. Yep. So Ananias is arrested. He is brought to Licinius. And Licinius offers Ananias release. 
if he will renounce Christ and engage in the pagan idolatry of the Roman Empire. So this would be to, you know, swear fealty and make an offering unto the Roman gods in the system. In other words, we don't really want to kill you. What we would prefer is actually that you apostatize, and then we don't have to worry about you anymore. So Ananias obviously refuses. If he didn't refuse, we wouldn't be talking about him. So Ananias refuses, and for his trouble, he's now whipped. And, you know, that's not pleasant in any stretch, but not enough to make Ananias recant. So after his nice little whipping, they bring Ananias back to Licinius and make the same offer. Apostatize, fall into idolatry, follow the Roman system, abandon Christ, and we'll let you go. Ananias refuses. So they send him back for round two. This time, they beat him a little bit, and then they burn his sides with torches. So just process this. We're going to string him up, you know, arms above your head or sprawled out on a table, and we're just going to hold, like, candles and small torches and things up against your side. You know, because that flesh isn't tender. And keep in mind, this is, um, this is the first century. Outside of royalty and corrupt government, not a lot of padding on most people. So imagine, you know, ribs and organs near the surface and things like that. And these are now sitting there on fire, basically. Ow. So, Ananias throughout this is reciting psalms, singing them, and praying both for his torturers, for the governor, and for his own soul which would probably be a good idea during this period. Now, if you're Licinius, we tried to beat you half to death, and that didn't work. We tried to scorch you half to death, and that didn't work. Not only has it not worked, it's actually strengthened your faith. You know what? Let's just get rid of this guy. So they literally take him out of the little torture den dungeon they got set up and bring him out to the crowd, and the crowd stones him to death. Now... Why do I tell you this story? Why do we care? Well, one, just not a fun way to go, and this is what our people, this is what the church has faced throughout history. That's one. But two is this. If you were going to pick somebody who probably wouldn't face persecution, do you think maybe one of the prophets of the early church, one of the guys who was sent to disciple and strengthen the apostle to the Gentiles, one of the basically early leaders that would be important the gospel says no. The gospel says the stronger the faith, the more difficult the world many times. The gospel says because of your strong faith, you will be able to endure and bear up, and you will be strengthened by the Holy Spirit, and you will persevere to the end. Christian, part of the reason we want to tell these stories is so that we can remember what the church has faced, one, but two, so we can be encouraged by them. These are not supermen. These were not better than other people. They were empowered by God. They were strengthened by the Spirit. They were redeemed and righteous because of the work of Christ. In the same Spirit, in the same Savior who was working then is working now. And while you may not be facing some you know, weird dude from Rome holding torches to your side, you are facing the temptations of idolatry every day. Trust that it is Christ's grace that will carry you through. Trust that the Holy Spirit's empowering will see you to the end because he 
who perseveres to the end will be saved. Until we meet again, read your Bible. It'll do you good. Bye.